Last time on Gathering of the Ages. In the background, if we were witnessing this like a movie, an old syringe begins to levitate off the ground. None of you are able to notice this either. And just zooms toward the first person in the room who is Marcus. This is in fact a poltergeist. And Artrilla releases the arrow, and as it sails straight through the poltergeist, it dissipates. As you've defeated him, one final blow. Listen to this. Multiple. I sure hope you don't die. The jar in your hands continues to glow. You now hold a grenade in your hands. Min pulls out blood-stained hand axe. It's a gold loop, and on the loop is a collection of numerous holy symbols. Old moldy book. A smith's hammer. A tarnished silver flute and Artrilla for a second can almost hear the eerie music she heard in her nightmare the other night. Hello, hello, hello! Welcome back to the new episode of Gathering of the Ages. I am Phil, a.k.a. Min, the halfling time witch, who I am happy to say survives another week. We had a really close call there for a second, making Min, I believe, number two in the show to fall unconscious and almost die, coming in right after Marcus. I don't believe I've missed any, but feel free to shoot us an email if I'm wrong. I love being corrected, especially by our listeners. Anyway, we've got a really exciting episode coming up for you. Uh, friendships will be tested, some new friendships will be formed, and we might even get some new clues as to our enemies, which we have dubbed in this episode the Harrowstone Five. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy, and be spellbound by episode 18, What's in a Name? Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Gathering of the Ages. Thank you for not doing another verse, because I think I might have punched you. (laughs) (laughs) That was the creepy flute in the background, because when we last left our heroes inside this haunted prison, they discovered five rather important items. Now, (laughs) Philip's all giddy. Why are you giddy, Philip? It's exciting. (laughs) We left our hero standing in a small property room. What did you call it last week? I just likened it to the room from Austin Powers where he's giving back all the stuff. So you guys are in this room and Min discovered a secret door. After So after looting what was left of the items, you found this secret door untouched over the years. You proceeded to open it. And inside, you found five items. I'm going to recap them. We found a blood-stained axe, a hammer, a charred moldy spellbook. So as well as those three items, you found a circlet with numerous holy symbols on it. And the last item, one which shook Artrilla to the very core, was a tarnished silver flute and Artrilla remembering her nightmare that she had the other night can almost hear this flute 
just playing in the background. She can't. Min's her. playing it. <laughs> Min's playing it right now. Oh, jeez. You're playing the flute? Yep. Uh, Min's going to have to roll perform wind instruments. <laughs> well, it, it, it doesn't have to be good. I didn't say well. He's just it playing with it. He's playing it. Uh, but you're not playing it for He's just playing long. a really off-key hot cross buzz. <laughs> <laughs> regardless of that, regardless of whether the fact Min is playing it or not, that's not what she's hearing. She's so shaken at the moment that she's hearing... What she heard in her dream the other night. It's like everything else has just kind of faded. And she's back to the nightmare that she had the other night. And out of the five items, this one in particular, I think, sticks out to all of you the most. Something about it. We all remember the Piper of Ilmarsh. <laughs> you are standing here. And if it was a movie, the camera would pan in, and I, I imagine it cutting to all of the characters' faces. We haven't done this in a while. I, I want to get inside the characters' heads, and I want to see what everybody is thinking. We've been, you guys have been through a lot. Two of you have been branded. Min almost died in the last episode. Marcus has almost <laughs> died once. Uh, you're now inside the prison. You've all been researching things. I think every one of you has found something regarding the prison or the, the people that you know as the way who performed this ritual and done something here at the prison to remove the spirit of the warden. So you're getting all this information. Things are happening, and it's probably not the best day for any of you. Things are slowly wearing on you. And I just imagine at this point you are, you're all just starting to just get tired and, and paranoid. You're looking over your shoulder. What's coming next? You're afraid to go to sleep at night, worried about what nightmare might haunt you. Yeah, Marcus is worried about those screaming doors. <laughs> <laughs> you know... As, uh, you joke about those, but think but about it. that would really freak Think about me it out. for yeah. a second. It would freak me a out. A face, like, just flies out of nowhere. Just it almost looks like dust. Like a face is just covered in dust. Screams at you. Bloody murder. And then disappears. So you joke about it. But imagine being in Marcus's shoes as he opens the door and that happens. Yeah, I, so, I, I probably would have pooped myself. <laughs> <laughs> this prison is like a, hot, a hands-on haunted house like the scariest haunted house you've ever been to only worse only worse they can actually hurt you yeah. Yeah. you can die in this yeah. one nobody signed any waivers to work here <laughs> <laughs> so yes i want to go around i want to start with artrilla uh because i think what is happening is affecting her the most just in at the moment right right in this room and i just want to see what's going on inside her head we all know she thinks she's brave but She's already been attacked by Sturges, mm -hmm. and she's had the dream about the Sturges. She's still, every time she looks down at her arm, she has those red marks on her arms. Yep. So she's, yeah, this really freaked her out. She's actually pale and silent. She's not talking at all. Gasp. She's totally in her head. I know. That's that, that's how you know it's that bad. That because she has nothing to say. More than anything. <laughs> I think, though. Something finally shut her up. I think, though, she would have went over to you playing that and snatched it away from you. I don't think she would have continued. So she goes over there and snatches that flute away from Min. Okay. So she's not even hearing. It's back in her head, but she's not physically hearing it. I know we've talked about it a couple times. I want to stay on you for a second, but I know we've talked about it a couple times. But I feel like 
it's almost taken a back seat to the the mystery of the entire prison. You've discovered how the professor died. How is it affecting Artrilla? The news and the information that she received about the cause of the professor's death. Because oh, that really angered her. I mean, she was upset when she found out he was murdered, but now she's finding out more why he's murdered and then kind of connecting the dots with his dreams that he was looking into the prison. So she's, the dots are connecting. She has a high intelligence, you guys. <laughs> so yeah, she's she's connecting it. She's getting scared and very upset. Okay. And I, I said you all were kind of paranoid. I'd imagine Artrilla is at this point kind of paranoid. Yeah, I would think so. She's looking over her shoulder. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, afraid to close her eyes. Too. No, she's not going to. She's not going to close her eyes? Oh, I don't know. Is she that scared? I think, no, because I'm thinking that taking that flute and keeping it on her person is going to make her feel a little more powerful. Like, okay. at least she's got one of these artifacts, and she has power over it, maybe. So she's putting that inside of her coat, stealing herself to be the leader, quote, unquote, <laughs> of this group again. We know she's not, but she thinks she is. <laughs> So, yeah, she's she's stealing herself to, you know, put on this brave face again. Because she's okay. not going to let these guys see that she's worried. Okay. Very interesting. Uh, I'd like to go next to Min. Min has had his time jumps. He's experienced things he might not have experienced before. He's Has he been in any situations like this where it's, like, just everything is terrifying? Uh, the most scared of a situation he's been in like this is one time he accidentally raised a zombie. Okay. <laughs> accidentally. Uh, he was trying to bring somebody, he, he's trying to learn how to use his magic to bring back the dead, and, uh, kind of took a wrong turn with necromancy in the past, and brought one up and ended up having to kill it. Long story <laughs> short, kill it with fire. Kill it with fire, he's, yeah. Uh, I don't think the ghosts, uh, the ghosts and the spirits and the other just general freakiness kind of bother him nearly as much as the actual brainless walking dead. Because he can understand things like Bessaranya. He can understand things like the the ghosts of the killers, Mm -hmm. if that's what they are, because they're still people there. They have motivations, and he he gets that. Things that can't do not think and just move around just freak him out. (laughs) Okay. Good thing Min doesn't live in our time. (laughs) (laughs) Teenagers. Teenagers everywhere. (laughs) No offense, Zachary. (laughs) I am highly offended here. Why don't they ever look up from their phone? (laughs) Min had a connection with the professor. We've established that. How is uncovering the mystery of the cause of his death affecting Min? It's, right now, it's a smaller part of his brain because it's, Right in in this moment, right now, where everything is that we've discovered just now is super exciting to him, and he can't really focus on more than one thing at once. But in the back of his mind, when he first heard that, of course, he got he was actually very, very angry. Not so much that to discover that the professor was killed, because we'd already sort of guessed that, but to find out that it was like done that way and it was so ugly and pointless mm-hmm. that they just smashed his face like that and made it look like an accident it like it was pointless and mm-hmm. somebody like the professor deserved a lot better while we're here talking about this roll me a knowledge arcana check uh, 15 with your experience in magic and the fact that you've once raised the dead 
maybe in an, in an attempt to speak with them. Once, and it was an accident. <laughs> you can't prove anything! You, you can discern from the way that the professor was murdered on a magical sense that the reason they did it was to prevent anybody from speaking to him. So Min's kind of piecing this together at this point. He the, does know the, more than The speak tell. with dead spell. I'm going to use that in a future game because <laughs> that is brutal and awesome. That is. Your I... knowledge of, of spells, and though you may not dabble in necromancy anymore, your, your one experience with it, like I said, maybe to speak with the dead. Because that is a necromancy mm -hmm. spell. It is a ne necromancy spell. And it's handy. Mm -hmm. But you're right. I do remember the spell description saying that the dead need to have a tongue in order for it to work. Mm -hmm. Or moving, working lips. Mm -hmm. Wow. Dead men with broken jaws tell no tales. <laughs> <laughs> Any other thoughts going on inside Min's head, just generally? Right now, his, all of his focus is on this little bit of history that he's that they've stumbled on because history's always been like fascinating to him and particularly serial killer memorabilia, not as uncommon as you'd think, uh, sparks a certain morbid curiosity in people like Min. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, speaking of history, I told you I, that you had homework, so give us the cliff notes about the painting we found. Okay. Who has the painting? Marcus, Marcus does. Marcus is holding it. So after having the flute just snatched out of his hand, Min kind of moves away from Archula, going, I was going to give it to her anyway, and starts cruising over the other stuff and sees that Marcus is holding the painting. Ooh! Stavian the First. Stavian the who now? Prince Stavian the First of Taldor. You ever been to Taldor? I can't say I have. Me neither. I don't think. I don't remember. <laughs> you you've got to have heard of him. He he was a he was a big deal in Taldor when he took over some couple hundred years ago. Uh. I don't really like him because of that whole, you know, purge thing that he was really into. Got rid of Saran Ray and Taldor, and a lot of people died. Yeah, that'll happen. Something about not wanting the people in Taldor to sympathize with Kadira, so he took out their patron goddess and killed everybody that believed in her, that sort of thing. But I have met his owlbear. I feel like a broken record, but his what now? <laughs> he had a couple of he had a couple of pet owlbears. Uh, his most famous one was named Beaky the Third. I met him once, in a Pathfinder Lodge, in a place called Wood's Edge, where he's stuffed now. That sounds unnecessarily morbid. He's cute, uh, when you get past the whole taxidermy and genocide thing. And then Min concludes his conversation and just kind of walks away, paying no mind to anybody. Just goes back and is admiring his medallion that he, he received. Marcus, uh, you know, picks up the painting to examine it a little more, and we're going to segue into Marcus's thoughts. So he's looking at the painting, he's thinking about recent events. What's going on inside Marcus's head? He's thinking this is a little bit beyond his pay grade. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he is, like, just some normal guy, just a con artist, and yeah. there is this cabal of necromancers, apparently, who are trying to resurrect these, or set free these ghosts. But Keep you're going. getting a lot of money out of this. And honestly, I think the only thing that's keeping Marcus here, and not like trying to contact somebody higher up from like the Ferozman church mm -hmm. to get them here, is the whole um, 
the whole Petros trusting in him thing. Like, if it weren't for mm-hmm. this one guy he met a long time ago, he would he'd be out of here. So, along those lines, you've struggled with the reason that you're here. Is he having kind of a change of heart after everything that he's found out, especially finding out how he was murdered? Like I said, the only reason he's really here is because he doesn't want to misprove his trust was misplaced. Okay. So it's a pride thing. Yeah. Okay. Along lines of being above your pay grade, has he seen anything like this before? Any horrors no, like he, this? No, he has not. He he had heard about stuff like this, but normally the voices of the Spire are called in to take care of stuff like this. And who are they? The voices of the Spire are a militant sect of Ferozman worshippers who focus only on the destruction of undead. Okay. So Marcus is a devout follower of Phrasma, and he never had any interest in doing anything like that. He yeah. was ju- he was he was just a con man. Yeah. Okay. Uh, interesting. All right. Any other general thoughts from uh, Marcus that, that might be going through his head? Not really. That's about it. Okay. Parad, we haven't gotten to Parad yet. Is he thinking the same thing? Is he thinking he's in over his head? Uh, not as much because. With my profession being a bounty hunter mm-hmm. and kind of being oldish for like for someone in this profession, I'd say I've been around too long and done too many things to think, oh, maybe I shouldn't have stuck around because it's just part part for the course. If you're going to be a bounty hunter, you're obviously going to get into a lot of situations may, that may be uncomfortable for you or more dangerous than you thought it would be. Mm-hmm. But I mean, then again, I'm doing this because I'm getting paid. Okay. And in this situation here, it's even more different because it's someone that I cared about a long time ago and and still do, even though he has passed away. Because n- not only was Petros like a second father figure, Kendra is kind of like a niece. Okay. Or maybe like a little a, sister. Like a baby sister or something. Or something to, of that okay. sort. Um, so I don't think he's shooken up at all. And I also think he's slightly willing to do this job even though it's getting very deep and slightly over my head okay generally parad's seen some crap yeah pretty much <laughs> okay and for him he, it's like half professionalism and half sentimentality mm-hmm. that's keeping yeah i want to ask you as well discovering the death of petros how did that affect him seeing a lot of crap probably has built up a shield around me to where i don't express emotions mm-hmm. Uh, like most other people, mm-hmm. but if if you catch me in the right moment or him in the right moment, uh, you can probably see like a, a a hint of melancholy or or just blatant depression. Okay. Uh, because he really was close to the professor. You lived with for, him for a, yeah for a little bit. For a little bit. Mm-hmm. Was that part of the job? You got bored because we've talked about your sister briefly. Did mm-hmm. he look after your sister while you were adventuring for him and doing this quest? Is that why you were like quote unquote living with him? Uh, so I did the job. I got the crystal. Okay. And brought it back to him, and she did stay with him while I was gone. Yes. Okay. Um, so that was kind of the deal then. Yeah. Like, um, you watch after her mm-hmm. while I'm gone. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say that happens all the time, but I immediately trusted this man for whatever reason. Um, okay. Right when I met him. And then after that, 
seeing as how she liked him so much after staying with him for, I'd say, about a week and a half. Okay. Is how long it probably would have taken me to finish this job. Um, I probably would have felt comfortable, and the professor did offer for me to stay there. The Just kind to of kind of was. get your bearings. Yeah. Until you found the next job. You're not a bounty hunter in the in a traditional sense. No. You're more of a mercenary, mm -hmm. kind of. You're just like a hand for hire. Yeah. Okay. I do occasionally look for, like, wanted posters or things like that, but... I for... get the feeling me and Spencer just had the same thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> Does Marcus have a wanted poster up somewhere? We're not going to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> Rogers, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so you're, you're kind of an everyman. Yeah. Okay, so you've probably seen stuff like this mm -hmm. on your adventures. Yeah. And... It Maybe not as heavily with necromancy, but okay. a lot of magic stuff. Okay. Like bad juju. Bad juju. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. I I love getting into the headspace of characters. I think this is one of the best sessions we've had. So now that we've done that, you guys are just kind of hanging out in this room thinking. I'd imagine Artrilla is writing in her journal, vigorously getting her thoughts out on paper. After you're done in this room, what are your plans? I'd imagine Artrilla being, you know, kind of the scribe, she's probably sketching the map as well as you go through all the rooms. And so she can say, oh yeah, it looks like we've gone through everything. The first floor is cl completely cleared out for you completionists. Well, is it getting dark too? Uh, it's evening. I say we get the heck out of there before it gets dark. I want to leave because I have new family members to polish. Oh, <laughs> oh that's right. So the general consensus... I'm getting is that you guys would like to leave the prison. Probably go back to Kendra's. Okay. Yeah. Back to home base. Are you making any stops along the way? I think we should go see the lady before we leave so she knows we'll be back again tomorrow. Okay. So you walk in the room and the second you do, she notices you carrying new items. She says, oh, you did you find them? Uh-huh. What, what are they? We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Min is sensing a lot of magic coming off of these. Roll me On all of them. All five of all them. Five all objects. five of uh, all five objects. Does He's that sensing include magic. my new weapons? Yes. Oh. Even the spell book? E oh, oh man! Oh my gosh! Oh man! Even the spell book. Oh man! <laughs> so okay. roll me a uh, spellcraft. Is to decide what they do, it's spellcraft. No, I want you to roll me an Arcana check. Knowledge Arcana. Knowledge Arcana on gotcha. this. Gotcha. Holy hefty Harry, that's 19. a lot of magic. Okay, you are getting the sense that these items are not they appear to be. We've already talked about it, We've and you have speculated that these are linked to the five most important prisoners, most influential citizens of the prison. The Harrowstone Five. We'll the Harrowstone Five. Min, while he's holding them, I'm going to compare it to carrying around the ring. The one ring from Lord of the Rings. He's getting Ew. this evil, cursed vibe on them. That the connection... <laughs> That's one of my favorite drops from Soundbar. <laughs> Just being around them, he's getting this aura of okay. evil. And that they are still somehow... You can't piece it together exactly. But you're picking up the sense that they are still magically connected to their previous owner. Magically inclined? Do not use them. <laughs> Ever. You are also sensing a lot of power. Hmm. 
It is like the whole Is he thing, relating man. that to us? Yes. I'm going to say yes. Yeah. There's a lot of bad spooky buku all over these all over these items. But they're also very, very strong. And right now our only physical link to the Harrowstone 5. Maybe we can use this. What are we fighting a basketball team now? <laughs> the Harrowstone. The Harrowstone five. 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 They had a basketball team. It was the they, prison uh, basketball team. Come on to slam. <laughs> you you want to jam. <laughs> I don't know if I feel comfortable. I don't know if I feel comfortable with men holding those, that item. It could come in handy. Yeah, what well, could be? What's the worst that could happen? Magic's all immediately. No, I'm just joking. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> Immediately, the spell book that means holding explodes. I thought you were serious. It no, kills totally the kidding. entire party. Yeah, that would be, be my second death today. TBK. <laughs> Everybody dies. AoEs suck. Start over. <laughs> so, continue. Could be handy. Magic is all about backdoors and loopholes. Cheating. Promise, promise me to not use it at least until we find out a little bit more about it, please. Okay. Thank you, men. He's going to forget that promise. I will totally not forget that promise. Parade, will you hold him to that promise, please? I sure, promise yeah. not to forget. Mm. I usually remember to not forget later, but as long as I don't forget to remember what I forgot, I should be okay. <laughs> right. Parade, maybe you should hold the book. No. <laughs> I'll just hold men. Now, what was I supposed to do? <laughs> <Okay>. I forget. <laughs> yeah. Men still got the book. Zachary is holding on to the axe and the smith's hammer. Yes. Marcus is holding on to a torque of holy symbols, and then Artrilla is holding on to the tarnished flute. Are we getting bad juju off of the torque, too? Off of all five. The torque is has an evil aura. The torque of holy symbols has an evil aura. Really of mostly of good holy symbols. Yes. Okay, she must know about... She sent us looking for these artifacts, so I think our is gonna ask her okay. about it. What's your game, she? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Veserania, you sent us after these artifacts and we found them. I'm very uncomfortable with them. I need you to tell me which prisoner they're connected to. You, surely you must know, for you sent us looking for them. I do not know, what? I promise. We know. Mm that the Piper of Ilmarsh is connected to this flute, and I pull it out and show you. 22 on, 22 sense, on motive. sense motive. You're right. getting the sense that she talked with her husband about things like this, but at the same time, she doesn't know exactly what is going on. Does men confront her? Vesaranya, these men erased your husband. It's important. Try to remember, or they're going to erase you. Man, you know what? That I'll give good. you a hero card. Yeah. <laughs> that was just what I wanted to say. I couldn't figure out how to say it. She, you can just see she's she's really trying to think. And she's... My husband was such a, a private man. He kept work at work. There would be days, even weeks, I would not see him because he was here. And then when he came home, all he did was sleep. I talked to him occasionally, but... I never really got much out of him. Lady, are you saying he wrote things down here? Perhaps. I know his office was was here. And maybe there might be something in there. If you haven't already searched there, which you have. Yeah, mm -hmm. we have. 
That's what I just remembered. That we've searched and we have all those papers. There I'm might, ready to go. <laughs> there might be some information. I, I'd imagine so. Yes. My husband took his job very seriously. Lady, we need to put your quest on a back seat for a moment. We need to go back to our benefactor's house, Kendra, and learn more before we attempt to do your quest. All right. I do believe that that gaining knowledge under these circumstances would be best. I just hope hope I can hold out long enough. Make haste. The whole, you know, you walk out the front gates, you walk back towards Kendra's house, and the entire time, everything just begins weighing on you. You're holding your... <laughs> Perfect timing on that one. Okay, <laughs> so we've already discussed that we have a painting now. Yes. Parad is going to have a teeny tiny little short conversation with the party. Okay. Uh, so he looks very seriously at all of you, directly in the eyes. Got that? Which is penetrating from the half orc, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. He kind of gets a little more serious than he usually is. Um, and he says, "That's serious." Yeah, that's serious. Dang, he's always. <laughs> no, it's even, it's even worse. It's deeper. Oh yeah. And he looks at all of them and says, "Mates, I think we should give this painting to Kendra. She's been very hospitable, and we've kind of caused a bit more trouble than we're worth here." Marcus. <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree, Parade. So I think it would be a very nice gift. Okay. We're here to protect her. Exactly. But she's been through a lot lately. I think I we think need she to deserve something. To repay her for her kindness and her supplies and letting us stay in her house, her hospita- hospitality and mm. her food. Mm. And Marcus, if you think about it, she lost her father what? A few a week and a half ago, and she already has had to deal with his resurrected body coming to try and kill her. So what do you mean, so? I had to deal with my father passing all too... When I was younger, it's, it happens to everybody. Yeah, but her father loved her, Marcus. Oh. And oh. you think mine oh. didn't? Kind of. As a matter of fact, my father was the only one in my family who did care about me. So why don't you shut your green mouth? Unless you know what you're talking about. Oh, my gents. I think we need to take a little time out right now. And, um... I, I agree though. I know when I'm traveling in the caravan, we have to we have to somehow repay for our travels. Roll me a diplomacy check on Marcus and Parade. Let's see if we can settle this. Natural twenty. Oh, you rolled a natural twenty. So your conversation speaks to them. They calm down. I think you you've won Marcus over enough to the point where he's like, all right. Uh, not really. Did not he really. Just, he Did just he? like turns on his heels and starts walking. So he agrees just because he's not going to say anything else. Is that what you're saying? No, he's miffed and he's going to walk away. So you still haven't I mean, agreed to give her the painting? No, he hasn't. Wow. Okay. It's still like it's still his character. Like you can roll a diplomacy. He's still good at his characters. Play his, yeah. yeah. Like it probably meant something, but the, how he reacts to it is still completely up yes. to the player. You were your diplomacy is able to settle the the heat between. The two members not, of the party. But we still haven't solved but the But you haven't solved the issue of giving Kendra this painting or not. Before you go back, are, are you are you stopping at the memorial or anything? Oh, that's right. We were going to go by that memorial. It's on the we? way back, Kendra, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So we're totally gone. Okay. On the way back, Min takes hold of Archilla's hand. Blank 
totally blank stare, no smile, no nothing. I don't think we should say Kendra's name inside the prison anymore. Why you feel that way, little man? Names are really powerful. I understand. Need, need not say anymore. We will give her a code name. Very interesting. I'm loving this. I'm loving this. It's excellent role playing going on right it. now. The sun is, you know, beginning to set. Curfew has come. The town is mostly empty. There are a couple stragglers making their way back home, local businessmen. So you guys approach the memorial. Everybody roll me a perception check. 22. 11. Okay. 15. Uh, Marcus isn't there. Do oh, you, that's right. You, you stormed, stormed off. off. That's right. Okay, so stormed the other away. three... Are you, where are you going then? Are you just heading straight back to the house? Yeah. Okay. So the other three of you broke off, went to the, went to the memorial, and as you're approaching, something looks different. Oh, no. Uh-oh. And the closer you get, you notice that the next letter in Vesharanya's name has been written on the memorial in blood. Uh-oh. This is not good, little man. We need to go tell Marcus. So you guys hurry back to the house, I take it. You're yeah. rushing back to Kendra's Unless you house. have anything else to say, Parod. Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think I'm the most Parod's talked in like seven episodes. Yeah. I know, and my oh, yeah. heart's still beating. <laughs> <laughs> we needed some character conflict, people. Yeah, that's some conflict. You guys rush back to the house, walk inside. Kendra is still up. Where's Marcus? Is he talking to Kendra? If she were to call him over as he walked in, would he have sat? Yeah, he wasn't. I'm assuming he cooled off by the time he got back. Okay. So. Maybe Artrilla's words spoke to him more than he thought they would. Probably not. He just, <laughs> he just had time to Are think you it pouting over. or sulking, or you're just mad no, still? No, he just, he just had time to think it over. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. So you guys walk in, and, and Kendra and, and Marcus are talking. What are they talking about? I don't know. What is, you're what, the one who said she's talking to me. What is she talking about? She's asking you about what's been going on. I guess he tells her. I mean, he doesn't have any reason to keep secrets from her. So you you enter you enter the the house. Marcus enters before the rest of them, and and Kendra. Oh, Marcus, you're home. Where's the rest of the group? They made a stop at the memorial. The memorial? What's going on at the memorial? They wanted to stop. I have a feeling it might be important. Important how? You've all been so very busy lately. What have you found out? What is going on here? Well, initial hunch was correct. Your father was, in fact, murdered. Do you know why? To keep him from preventing what's going on at the prison. These are dark days. Indeed. Do you believe that that you and the rest of your group are up for the challenge? Not really. Not really? Why? Do you not have faith in your compatriots? Or yourself, for that matter? Look, the only reason I'm still here is because your old man trusted me. I won't let his trust be misplaced. But I'm not going to lie to you and say that I think that we can help destroy a group called the Whispering Way. They're, They're attempting to unleash all the spirits in Harrowstone upon the town. Do you think... A con man, a bard, a crazy halfling, and an orc with an axe are gonna be able to do anything about it. Marcus, my father never did anything without a reason. 
if he had enough trust in you to call you here and ask for your help, why do you not believe in yourself still? Old habits die hard, I guess. And then the rest of the group walks in. So Excuse you guys walk me, in. I think we need to have a meeting. Yeah, there's very superstitious writing on the wall. Marcus, come. We need to sit at the table. <laughs> that was bad. That was bad news. You feel bad. <laughs> there is superstition. Writing on the wall. Ignore what Little Minnie has said and come sit at the table. 13 month old baby. <laughs> Marcus has cooled down enough. Has he cooled down enough to join the rest of the group? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't know that I would let you alone. I think I would keep pestering you just like I always do. And he will eventually drop kick you table. over the back fence. And I'd still come, get back up, come inside and say, Marcus, we're not starting until you get to this table. Just punt. Ah, all right. No, really. And I come running back in on my little feet. Kendra puts Why her hand on your, on your shoulder. Marcus, I believe you should join your group. And he, 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 I guess he'll go and sit down. Okay. Kendra, Kendra approaches and she says, might I be a silent observer in your conversation? Yes, Kendra. I think it would help prevent Marcus from kicking me out the window again. <laughs> she just takes a seat. She's not around the table. She's just kind of back. She's just listening to you guys. I think we can actually use your help, Kendra. How, how so? You're good at divination and junk, right? I've dabbled, yes. We're trying to figure out what these five things mean and if we can use them. And we lay them out on the table for her to see. <laughs> Is Marcus actually shuffling <laughs> his deck right now? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's Zachariah shuffling his harrow deck. <laughs> Ignore Marcus while he shuffles his harrow deck. We lay out all the items. Okay, Kendra, we know that the flute belongs to the Piper, Piper of, of Ilmarsh. We know, no, we don't know anything else for a fact. We think the hammer belonged to the Mosswater Marauder. Can, can I have the hammer parad? parad? Okay, let no, me they're, they, parad. they're laid out. Give me the, the hammer. The items are laid out on the table. They're all on the table. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that hammer. <laughs> so the little man thinks the hammer belongs with the Mosswater Marauder. Mosswater Marauder. Kendra, what do you think feel about this? You know the rumors, the legends. It was long before I was even born when the prison burnt down and these killers were long gone by then I don't if you're saying that these are connected to five notorious killers and that my father might have been researching them maybe he has more information on them oh enough of this we keep forgetting we have the papers from the warden Marcus can you get those out of your bag everybody get out your papers out of your bags we have lots to go through so Marcus just starts dumping papers I think table. I have papers. I had papers. I think men had papers. I think everybody had papers. We all had papers. Because there was a okay. ton, remember? Yeah. The papers are on the table, and it is going to take you a while to sort through them. So what it do we have to roll you, to find some information? It's going to take you two hours to sort through everything. All right. What are we going to find out? Everybody roll a knowledge local check. Finally, something I'm actually good 25. at. 25. For our Trilla. Everybody, uh, what did Min get? I don't have knowledge local. You don't have knowledge local? Do you have knowledge history? Yes. Okay. 
Marcus is going to spend his hero card for the day. Which is? The joke is and an <laughs> intelligence card. <laughs> that cracks me up that that's an intelligence card. Okay. And what, and what does it do? It gives him a plus two on an intelligence check, a.k.a. knowledge local. Okay, what did you so, roll? 28. 28. He passed me. Parade. Wow. 23. Dang. 23. Holy oh cow. Oh my gosh. I'm right. going to give... This is awesome, you guys. You guys are all looking through the papers. I mean, you are just focused right now. I mean, it's it's crunch time. And you guys are just... I think because we know we're in over our heads, like Marcus yeah. said. Well, I don't know about men, but I'm feeling that a way. A couple of you do. And so you guys, you know, you're just... You're just going at it. And your knowledge checks reflect that which is so cool that the dice are doing that and you're you know you're just going through these papers looking for anything and everything on the five prisoners on the prison and because you all rolled so well i'm going to give each and every one of you a piece of information i think we drool over information more than we do treasure in this campaign i think so not me. But, okay, so I'm, I'm just going to go around the table, starting with Parod. Parod successfully learns the MOs of every single prisoner. You confirm every single MO, and you find out that Sefik Corvin is, was known as Father Charlatan. Vance Saytressel was known as the Lopper. Ispin Onyx Cudgel was, in fact, the Moss Modern Marauder. You just confirmed this. Still by far the most metal name. <laughs> the Piper Vilmarsh really did not have a name. Ew. They did not know his name. Ew. The, and you discover that in the Warden's notes. Maybe there's a journal entry or something describing this prisoner that came in that, that describes the Piper but they never use a name. It's just the Piper over and over in the notes. And the fifth and final MO that you uncover, Heen Furamin is in fact the Splatter Man. You've confirmed that one as well. What a very parade thing to find out. Oh yeah. Marcus, just by chance, and the nightmare that you had the other night where your limbs were cut off. Something sticks out to you, and you, and maybe, maybe Parade shows you it's the name. It's my femur! <laughs> <laughs> it's a compound <laughs> fracture! <laughs> Mar- Mar- or Parade shows Mar- Marcus something, you know, and probably the MO is he probably shares that with the rest of the group. And you, you notice one name in particular. The Lopper. Good old Vance Saytressel. And you learn when the Lopper would stalk his prey... He would hide in the most unlikely of places, sometimes for days, with only a few supplies to keep him going, while he waited for the exact moment to strike his victim. Once his target was alone, the Lopper would emerge to savagely behead his victim with a hand axe. Min, once again, maybe... Maybe just kind of puts two and two together, looking at M.O.'s, discovers that good old Father Charlatan, Sefik Corbin. This is the one I wanted to know. (laughs) 
you learned that of the five most notorious prisoners, he was not a murderer. He did, however, commit numerous blasphemous acts against numerous churches. Because of his crimes, they demanded that he be punished to the full extent of Ustalavic law. That's why he was in Harrowstone. He would go around pretending to be an ordained priest of numerous faiths, pretending to cure people, perform miracles, and became known as Father Charlatan. When his scheme was exposed, his Scarney accomplices murdered half a dozen city guards in an attempt to escape. That's where Varesians get their bad name from. <laughs> the Sarni. From the Sarni. And last, but certainly not least, Artrilla discovers more about the infamous Splatter Man. Okay, Artrilla wants to interrupt you right here before you talk about the Splatter Man. Okay. Okay, because she has something to say to the group. Okay. Um, fellas, mates, I think we need to stop for a moment and name our group. Because this whole mystery seems to be revolved around, around names and the power of this of words and names and things. I mean, look at poor Veserania. Her name is being spelled out on the monument even as we sit here and discuss these things. I think we need to form ranks and give ourselves a name so that we have power like the Harrowstone Prison Five or whatever we're gonna call them. They have power now just because we've given them a name. So I have a wonderful suggestion. I know you will all jump for joy at. We should call ourselves Atrilla's Army. How about no? <laughs> I thought for sure you would just jump and be behind that. It's I am so powerful. visualizing. Marcus is going to flick a hero card at your head. <laughs> I am visualizing the biggest eye roll coming from Marcus right now, ever. <laughs> like ever, in the history of ever, like teenage eye roll yeah. going on right now. Well, if nobody has a bitter name, we'll I go have, with that for now. I have a suggestion. Yes, Parade. The ultimate Ustalavian fall. Uh, Does it roll off the tongue as well as Artrilla's army? Does Min have a suggestion? Mm, not really. But that one is a kind of a mouthful. I agree now that I think about it. I'll give you guys a week to think about it. Oh, is this a contest? Yes. Oh, Let's make it a contest. contest. The person that comes up with the name of the group of the PCs including viewers not one but two hero cards Ooh. so it is just PCs you're not going to open this up to our listeners no okay. just the PCs okay. sorry listeners we tried mm. we love you mm. well no, how sad gonna, for me because I already gonna, threw mine out we're going to keep this in house so if you come up I will give those of you who already made a suggestion come up with something else okay alrighty Kay. then like I said the last piece of information that we discover, that Artrilla happens to discover, is about the Splatterman. And you learn that this dude is one crazy mamma jamma. He started out as a professor, a celebrated scholar of anthropomastics, the study of personal names and their origins. See, names. At the Quarterfo Archives in Caliphus. Yet an accidental association with a succubus twisted and distorted his mind and his study, turning it 
into an obsession. Soon enough, his reputation was ruined. He lost his tenure, and he developed an uncontrollable obsession with an imaginary link between a person's name and what happens to that name when a person dies. Every few days, he would secretly arrange for his victim to find a letter from her name written in blood, perhaps smeared on a wall or spelled out carefully with entrails. Once he had spelled his victim's name, he would at last come for her, killing her in a gory fashion using a complex trap or a series of rigged events meant to look like an accident. We'll see you next week. Tune in for the next episode of Gathering of the Ages to find out if we triumph or if we go splat.